This is your Monday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. So much to get to on this fine day. Patrick Royce will join me here in a little bit. Talk through the weekend. Twins suddenly look like the Bomba Squad again. I'm sure Patrick and I will talk a lot about that. Timberwolves almost had a five-game winning streak, but then they didn't. Uh, Minnesota United 0-3 on the season. If this team was maybe a little bit, just a tiny bit more into the uh, the public sphere, you'd be hearing a lot of fans clamoring for uh, some major, major changes, and you already are hearing some of that already after a disappointing start to this season. But first, what did I miss? Well, here's the biggest thing I want to get to before Patrick and I kind of run down the weekend. Vikings draft wrapped up. We had you know the big, the big, uh, the big round was Thursday night. We talked about that on Friday's show with uh, Andrew Kramer, but. They had a lot of picks day two and day three, including 66 overall, almost in the second round. They didn't move up into the second round, but they had that uh, number 66 overall pick they got from the Jets as part of uh, trading down in the first round. They used it on quarterback Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. Now, you know, in the big picture, he probably shouldn't play in 2021, right? But I'm going to tell you why I still think that was a significant move on their part. Now, there's the obvious reason. They just hadn't done that before, right? They hadn't, you know, under Rick Spielman, they hadn't used like one of those middle round picks on a quarterback, a developmental guy. You know, they've they've taken some flyers on, you know, late round a late round pick or, you know, undrafted guy, but, you know, to pick someone at the top of the third round, that's a that's a departure. It's a big deal because that's just something they haven't done before and that shows you that they think pretty highly of Kellen Mond because they certainly had a lot of different options there, a lot of different needs on the roster, and they had three other third-round picks, so they could have used that pick to move up. They could have used it on something else and hoped that Mond had been there later. They liked him enough that they just said, we got to go and get him. We need a backup quarterback at the very least. We're going to go and get Kellen Mond with the number 66 overall pick. So that's, of course, you know, logistically the, the significance of this. But bigger picture, there's more significance to it because basically the Vikings haven't had a quarterback in a while especially at least since Kirk Cousins has been here, where a backup quarterback who you were excited about, who you thought, boy, if something goes wrong with the starter, if he's not playing well, I want to see what this guy can do. Kirk Cousins' first year, Trevor Simeon was the backup. Nobody was clamoring for Trevor Simeon to get into the game if Kirk Cousins was struggling. You might have said, hey, bench Kirk Cousins, but at a certain point you're like, well, what are they going to do? Who are they going to bench him for? Trevor Simeon? The last couple of years, it's been Sean Mannion. You know, no offense to Trevor Simeon and Sean Mannion, both perfectly good NFL backup quarterbacks who, you know, perform their role as needed. You know, Simeon started some games in his career. Mannion's, you know, been pressed into action too. Both of them are, you know, among the top 100 quarterbacks in the world, I would imagine. But nobody was clamoring for them to get in the game. So remember last year, Kirk Cousins says, if I keep playing like this, essentially I'm going to get benched. I, that's not the exact quote. Here, I actually have the exact quote. I want to play a little audio clip from last year when he was talking about after he played really poorly against the Falcons and things were going really bad for them early in the year. He said he was going to get benched if he didn't play better. You know what? Uh, you just have to play well you know, in this business. And the reality is if, if the pace you know, that I'm on in terms of the interceptions, if that were to continue... Uh, you know, I, I won't finish the season. I won't, you know what I mean? So uh, there's a little bit of, you know, you got to improve, whether it's, you know, you know, them telling me, hey, we got to improve or 
or them pulling me. You got to get better, and, and uh, that'll be what the rest of the season will be about. And I think Kirk Cousins was being honest in that assessment of his play, but I also think he was being a little bit disingenuous because, again, who who was going to come in as ahead of him? Was Sean Mannion really going to come into a game? Was that a better solution? Now, I don't think Kellen Mond is necessarily going to be a better solution than Kirk Cousins in an individual game this season, but that is not going to stop people's imaginations from running wild. That's not going to stop coaches from thinking, wow, okay, Kirk Cousins, you know, Kirk Cousins is having a bad game. Is there something this guy could do differently than Kirk Cousins? Could we could we inject some life into things here? Are we thinking that far into the future where Kirk Cousins only has one year on his contract after this one? And, you know, are we thinking that far into the future as our quarterback of the future here? I don't know. I don't know exactly how highly they think of Kellen Mund. I know he played a lot in the SEC. That's a lot of games in the SEC for someone who uh, you know who put up some pretty good numbers, whose completion percentage got better and better, who went nine and one as a senior, who you know had some big games against big time competition, including a big win against Florida in 2020. I mean, Texas A&M was a really good team last year. Like you know, I'm not trying to talk myself into Kellen Mond necessarily. What I'm trying to talk myself into and talk you into is the idea that. When Kirk Cousins struggles, and there will be games where he struggles, there suddenly is an option where you look and say, okay, I'm curious what his backup quarterback could do differently in this situation. And I'm not even saying he's necessarily going to get benched in that scenario. I'm just saying it will feel different the next time he struggles, the very first time he struggles in 2021. He's going to be looking over his shoulder a little bit. Other people are going to be looking over his shoulder a little bit for the first time in his career. And the person he's going to be looking at is a rookie that they've invested much different than they have in the past. I'm Nyla Jean Myers, Senior Assistant Sports Editor at the Star Tribune. Thank you for listening to Strip Sports Daily Delivery. This work is made possible by our Star Tribune subscribers. For unlimited access to the articles mentioned in this podcast and our coverage of Minnesota sports from pros to preps, Go to startribune.com slash subscribe. It's Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce here with me as he often is. Got a lot going on this past weekend. Saturday, everything happened, Patrick. Sunday, mm-hmm. nothing happened. It was one of those uh, kind of feast or famine weekends, right? But uh, Yes, uh, that's true. If you were watching Saturday night, um, I think you'd already seen, um, you already seen the Twins lose during the daytime, if I'm not mistaken. And then... Uh, so you had the Wild and Wolves playing at the same time. You had the Loons going. You had the NFL draft finishing up. But the Wild and Wolves, let, let's start there because Wolves had a four-game winning streak going, and they're up late against uh, who they play in the Pelicans, right? Pelicans, up, late against, right. Up, late, up late against the Pelicans. Wild, on the other hand, is about to seemingly about to lose again to uh, St. Louis, and you're kind of getting worried about uh, you know a little, a little slide maybe coming here. Um, then order – is restored in quick order, is it not? Yes, yes, it is. The uh, you know the wild to kind of get a fluky goal when it's three to one. It kind of bounces around, and uh, I happen to be watching, and it's three to two, and all of a sudden now all of St. Louis, which had control of everything, now they start running around, and Brodine makes a play, and it's three three, and then in overtime, uh, it is astounding that the same thing that happened to start this three game series. Uh, the uh, home team being a nice control at three to one and ended up, they gave up three goals in the uh, third period and they end up getting beaten overtime. And then uh, these guys turn around and uh, the wild turn around does the same thing and everything's right with the world again. 
And you still have a chance to get home ice. You're uh, two points behind Colorado with, uh, uh, you know, with, with a, and Colorado has one game in hand, but Vegas has been the red hot team. And they also are the team that you'd play well against this year. The, the wild have really handled them well, but uh, you know, you're, you're thinking, well, they played three home games. They didn't do that. Well, they still have four more games than this homestand, right? They still are. It's a seven game homestand. So they can still, uh, they can still get to second place. And what the heck, if they beat Vegas a couple of times, they could, who who knows, you know, but uh yeah, they uh, that was a nice, uh, resilient uh, victory for them for sure. And uh, I, I, I don't think there was as uh, played as well defensively as they uh, as they were, uh, you know, for most of the season. Uh, there's a lot of people bashing Dumba again. A lot of people like to do that, and apparently, yeah. Uh, I talked to a couple of my guys and the last month he hasn't been too good. I guess he it's kind of reverted to some of his old habits, but. Uh, Anyway, they're, uh, you know, they're good. And meanwhile, the other guys, you try to get, I, I was over there. I saw them in the Steph game. I saw them beat Steph on Thursday night, the Wolves. Yeah. And uh, Edwards was, you know, you go in the fourth quarter, somehow you're two down, even though you've out-rebounded them by 20. Right. And then he gets 15 points in five minutes. It was fabulous. And uh, they end up winning that game and it's four in a row and everybody's happy and, uh, now they're gonna they now they're gonna beat the Pelicans. They're ten up with what four three minutes, minutes left, yeah. Three, three, four minutes to go. But they uh they they get some bad trips, they don't score, they get some fouls and what Zion ended up fouling out Cat. He fouled out he fouled out at least two guys, right? Three he guys, yeah. Out. I think I think three wolves three, fouled three. out. I think McDaniels, Cat, right. and Naz Reed, maybe I think all yeah, three of those Naz Reed, that's right. He fell out at the end too. All trying to guard Zion, and uh, you know it's a one man operation basically. They got uh, Ingram's a decent player too, but you know you got them beat, and uh, it's just these guys just they can't accept success, right? It's, right. It, it's uh, it, it, but uh, you know Edwards is Edwards is going to be the rookie of the year, just like Kaprizov, right? I mean, the, he's Lamelo's played 42 games and he's played 64. So yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be Edwards, right? The, the betting market's still like Lamelo right now, which is interesting. I don't well, know. He does, well, you got to play for God's sake. Yeah. He missed two thirds of the, he missed a third of the season. And, uh, you know, if you don't, if, if Edwards doesn't win it, he's getting robbed. And, uh, and Cat is, I thought, has been really engaged since uh, yeah. you know the last month, much more so than he has in a long time. And he, you hope that just losing one game like this doesn't kind of go back to the okay, we're not going to guard anybody. But I think this game proved that uh, they're going to be bad when D'Angelo goes over. What was it? Over nine from on three. What one something. for one for twelve from one three for in that 12. game? Okay, yeah, that's not great. In a row. They missed nine in a row. Yeah. Then. So uh, I don't know there, but it was back to normal on Saturday night because we we all love the wild again and we all can cuss the wolves. So it's back to normal, I guess. Well, what is the what are the wolves going to let more people in? What's what's the deal? Is that the NBA that only let so many people in or what? Yeah, well, I think the protocols of the NBA. I think I had Ethan Casson on a few weeks ago when they were getting ready to do, getting ready to have fans back in and. 
I th- yeah, I, th- I mean, I think <clears throat> they could have more if they opened up the the upper part. I'm sure, but I think oh, they don't want to do that. No. Yeah, and I th- and I think the, there's a there's an NBA rule about how close fans can be to courtside right now. So I think the number they're at is the number they're comfortable with right now. But um, yeah, but but he said at that point that they were, you know, their their plan, they're planning, you know, planning for next season is to to hopefully be able to start the year at full capacity. So yeah, you know, but, we'll, we'll but... see. We'll see. Well, I would, you know, this little push here at the end would uh, help them uh, help them market this thing a little in the off season because uh, in this, this market is so crowded right now. Oh yeah, and there's with with companies coming back, uh, with no people downtown, with uh, you know, with the revenues a lot of them uh, down, and uh, yeah, you just wonder how how they're going to sell any tickets. Uh, they got to people who are saying, ah, they should be tanking just even if it only improves their, their percentages a little bit are, are nuts. You got to show something to the public that they don't forget about us. We're going to be better. And A-Rod and this other guy are going to own the team and it's going to be another, it's going to be a whole new operation and a whole new uh, vibe, but let's go here. You, you got to show them something. So Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm not a big tanking fan. I think, They've lost enough organically um, yes. this, <laughs> over over the years. Yeah, they, yeah, right. They don't have to tank. Last night they weren't. Saturday they weren't tanking. That was just no, wolves. no, no. That was just wolves basketball. They were that they were run Dave over by ben, they were run over that, by a tank named Zion. Yeah, that was Dave Ben's basketball right there. That was oh poor Dave. He's got every. He's all optimistic, and now he's got a glom out of the arena again with his head down. So. Anyway. <laughs> Nothing quite like the enthusiasm in his voice when they've cut a lead to single digits, <laughs> a deficit That's to single true. digits. That's true. Oh. I'll tell you, the guy who can get you excited is Callum, man. Callum, uh, the the for, with the loons, he's uh, he's. I feel you know, Callum makes me nervous. He's he always needs to get a, a breath. You know, yeah. And, and you listen to him, Callum. <laughs> Yeah, and then they then they won't even score goals for poor Callum. I don't know what's yeah. going on over there either. They're uh, they got one goal in three games. They lose to an expansion team. Come on, let's go here. Yeah, let's, oh and three. Uh, it's the you know it's the follow up year to the you know we I've even talked to their had you know some of their players on uh, you know a live show we did and on the podcast and it's you know the the question is how do you guard against that kind of let down year after you did, you know, they made it to the final four of MLS last year where, you know, within minutes of getting to the, the final and the, the tendency for, for teams, I think is to think we were that close. All we got to do is just do a little bit different. And we'll be back there. And it's not happening right now. They're own three and people are changed about five guys again, though. Don't they, they keep changing guys. They, yeah. Uh, you know, I want to be back to, Ron Fucher and Willie Morgan and uh, Ace Destalenko. I want, you know, even though I wasn't a big kicks fan, at least I knew who was playing. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's not change the lineup every 20 minutes. Who are these guys? I said, I think I sent out on Twitter the, the great scene out of Butch Cassidy when he's saying, Who are these guys? You know, yeah. and watching, uh, who are these guys? You can't change my, you can't change my team every four minutes and expect me to. You know, unless I'm Mr. Soccer to know who the hell's playing for you. Let's get a lineup and use it for about two years and see what happens. 
you know they need to do they need to let Rocco go manage uh the loons for a few games just kind of calm <laughs> things down they gotta let a Heath come over and and manage the yes. the twins and Let's panic them, a little bit more get them fired up boy they got a uh twins uh you know they had two uh two games where they uh, hit uh, uh, very well. And Kirilov, of course, is, uh, I was there when he hit two out on uh, Friday night and whew, that kid's got a swing, man. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, that's, that's, and, and they got a quandary now. What do you do with the big lug? Yeah. You know? I know. What it. Do you, I mean, he's ready to play. Yeah. I'm you, not ready uh, for him to play. No. I mean, he, he, you, you, Kirilov is a very is a is a below is a subpar corner outfielder. He is not a good outfielder, and he's, he's not a great first. He's not a great first baseman either, though. Oh, I think he's pretty dang good. I think yeah. he's pretty dang good at first base. His footwork's pretty good, and I I like him a lot at first base. And the other guy is bad at first base yeah. and can't get a hit. What are you going to do? I mean, and now all of a sudden you're going to come in, you're going to play him at first. You're going to, it, I, I heard uh, the, the, the two guys at KFAN, Clement and Bonas, uh, uh, talking on their podcast yesterday, and they're talking about platoon and uh, maybe they'll platoon Sano. They can't, you know, and, and let, you know, use all the lefties against a right handed pitcher and then yeah. let him come back and play against lefties. Uh, that big lug, uh, you know, A, he's probably not going to hit, but he's certainly not going to hit if you don't let him get his regular at-bats, right? Right. He's going to sit there. I mean, I know they have different training methods, and they can now crank the pitching machine up to 95 miles an hour and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's well, you know, the thing what, is, what? this is his seventh major league season. Yes. Like how, how long he's. He's like May 28. How, May how long are we supposed to wait on this? Yeah, I don't know. May 11th, right? Yeah, I May 11th will be 28. 28. Yeah, it's uh, he's huge this year too. I mean, I, we have we have not seen him up close, you know, like you do in the clubhouse right. in, norm, in normal years. But uh, the guys, people who've been around him in the media, uh, think that he is enormous again, and. Uh, you know, I don't think he's as, I still don't think he's as bad as he was in 18, was it? When he was awful. When yeah. He was over, obviously over 300, but he's pushing 300 again. And it's just, you know, and it, it I, I don't know. I don't know. Can a guy, can a guy hit at that, at the, in that kind of condition? I don't have, how's he going to get the bat to the ball? I, yeah. I, it hasn't, I don't know. It hasn't happened and, this year. Now you got Kirilov, you know, kind of taking his spot essentially with four homers in three games. So the twins are what, like what, 10 and 16 now. Yeah. So, you know, after the seven and 15 start, you I was kind of wondering, you know, what's the, what's the path back. And the, you know, the problem is, you know, even if you think you're better than a seven and 15 team, you know, when you spot that kind of, you know, record after 22 games, you got to, you got to play like almost at a hundred win pace just to be on a 90 win pace for the season after that. Like, is this team, I think this team is good enough to get back to 500 at some point this year. I don't think they're a lost cause, but how, how much better is it going to get? Like, is this just, I'm still trying to figure out how much of this was just everything went wrong for 22 games versus this just, this is a team with enough flaws that they're going to be more like 80 to 83 wins this year. 
I I don't know. I uh, they haven't uh, they haven't played the uh, the uh, the prime people of the division yeah. of the of the. I mean, the schedule hasn't been that difficult. No, either. that's true. Uh, I I don't know. They uh, you know who's really good player though Donaldson. Yeah, if he is. Uh, if he's healthy, and so right now he's healthy. He's a really good player. Simmons is. Simmons is, uh, you know, great shortstop. <laughs> is he funny, though? I mean, he is crazy. He is just goofy. I really, one of my favorite quotes of the year was when they were trying to figure out what to do about Kirilov, and he said we should tickle him. <laughs> Maybe we should tickle him. You know, he's, he's a screwball, man. He is a screwball. He's a, you know, he believes in every theory about the, you know, he's a cute theory guy, but he, I, I think it's in a harmless, goofy way, you know, but he won't take a vaccination. He won't do any of this stuff, but he is a screwball yeah. and, uh, and, a, but, a you know, a hell of a shortstop and uh, yeah, but I don't know. They're just, I think right now your, your main concern, if Buxton keeps playing like this, uh, your main concern is the pitching right yeah. now. I mean, my Ada being this, if my Ada is, if this, if my Ada is not going to get back, he doesn't have to be as good as last year, but he has to be somewhat close to that. And, and if, if he's going to go from excellent to bad, they have no chance. Yeah. They have no chance, you know, because uh, Brios is, you know, another great Brios game yesterday. He rolls through two, three innings and then has a clunker of an inning. And then, you know, he's, he can, he can turn his problem is he turns one run into three runs all yep. the time. And, uh, you know, so you need better out of him, but then Pineda's our best starter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Willie shoemaker, God almighty. See, Matt, terrible. Matt shoemaker. Yeah. I, I called him Willie. I know. I know. Funny. I know. I'm, I'm trying to demean him. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why he was ever signed. I, I it, it's, you know, the guy's, He's about to get hurt here. That's what he does. He's about to get tendonitis, you think? Yeah. Oh, well, no. I mean, he's just, that's his history. He doesn't, oh, okay. He doesn't make any starts. You know, he ends up seven starts and then he's DL'd again. And uh, I, I don't know. That was a, that was a bad signing. And, uh, you know, I suppose we'll see the dauber in the rotation here shortly. But the, yeah. The, the pitching Hap, is just Hap's been pitch. better than they have a right to expect from him too. And so, you know, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pitching is just not good. They got to get some young arms in there. And, and, you know, this is, I know I, you know, last year, obviously not being played uh, was uh, out of this from seeing a Belazovich or some of these guys right. are in the pitch, but uh, I guess we'll see uh, Saints start Tuesday though. That'll be fun. Well, yeah. Be a, the team that follow, they start in Omaha, but uh it's it's weird because they they're going to maintain that taxi squad, right? I think so. I think there's yeah, just because so it's like there's you know there's like instead of your top instead of your next five guys who are going to get called up being over in St. Paul, they're going to be traveling around. But it'll be interesting though that track that the. the uh, I got to think the taxi squad will be more like emergency fill-in guys, not. Right not guys that you want getting, you know, you want your prospects to get at bats. Right. right you exactly. Your, you, yeah. I mean, you're, you, you're not, you know, you want a guy like, uh, 
Rooker or somebody, he's going to, you want him getting 25 at bats. So it's, it's going to be a weird deal to, to figure out. Here's my, my, I would still try to send out uh, snow on a 10 day rehab, but I don't know if you could, I don't know if you can get him to, you know, what, what would become of him if you tried to do that. Plus St. Paul isn't at home. They're at Omaha to start the season. So yeah. he's, so do you really have the guts to send him to Omaha? But that's uh that's the big drama with this team right now this week. What becomes us and all? Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. And you know, can they, can they take advantage of the rest of this homestand? You got what four against Texas, then you get to go play at Detroit. If you're going to kind of, you know, if you're going to get even re- relatively quick, by the way, Kyle Gibson, I see is pitching supposed to pitch yes. Tuesday chance to extend his uh, target field. He, he has the record for most wins at target field. Oh, oh, really? And, yeah. uh, you know, he was horrible opening day and he's been good since then. He's been, uh, he's been pitching real good, but Detroit, uh, Mike, I looked it up 200 team batting average. Oh. There oh. are, I think there are six teams below 220. It's amazing. It's yeah. Nobody's hit. I mean, I mean, there's no hitting. They're going to, I don't know what they're going to do, but, uh, you got to get hitting back into the game of baseball, and hitting, you know, you got to, I don't know. I think the mound going back a foot is the easiest fix, and we'll see But that works. But the, I think that could lead to just more sliders in the dirt yeah. and less strikeouts. So I, I don't know what they're going to do, but look at the batting averages. It's incredible. I think the Twins are hitting 238, and they're like 10th or something. Yeah, I know. it. It's it's incredible Yeah, what's happening to uh, hitting. Well, some of it's. Yeah, some of it's the approach. Some of it's the the pitchers being so dominant and them knowing so much more about what makes pitching good with the spin rate yes. and things like that. And it's just, yeah, it's all combining. It's, it's to, much easier to improve pitchers than it is. To, the technology improves pitchers more than it improves hitters. That's the, that's the problem because hitters, the, the, the basic thing is they still have to execute the most different, difficult thing in sports, hitting that moving object. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yep. uh, that's uh you know that's that's the problem there patrick before we go i want to mention i really enjoyed your uh your mark rosen column the other day um just a nice tribute to uh you know just a just a guy that we we know really well and has been in this market for so long and um i really thought that was really well done yeah his wife uh, denise is uh yeah. in hospital basically in hospice now and has been battling this uh the worst form of brain cancer since 2018, uh, middle of 2018. And, uh, and, uh, they, they met at CCO years ago. Yeah. When she was doing graphics and, uh, yeah, Rosie's, uh, uh, he and I got together last week and talked for a while and, and I talked to, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that struck me and I used it in my lead was I, I thought that Rosie St. Louis park guy married in, probably married a nice Minnetonka girl or something uh, that to find out that she grew up in, uh, in, in Gary, Indiana with a dad who was a, a was a, a really, a, a real character uh, played, you know, a gambling card player. Yeah. Good. I mean, good guy, but uh, you know, and then, his, then they, her brother Dennis told me about the, uh, him playing him having a picture yeah. of playing card, cards with Sam G and Kana yeah. <laughs> and Abe Gibran. And I said, this is, this is, this is different than what we expected. And, uh, <laughs> it, uh, 
it's it was it was uh, you know I mean I'm I'm glad I had a chance to write it uh, in a in a sad sad situation yeah. here. So yeah, anyway. For sure. Well, really enjoyed reading it. Great, uh, love, love Rosie, and uh, yeah, hoping for uh, hoping for the best for for him, uh, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Rosie doesn't go on Twitter just to agitate people like somebody I know. <laughs> I don't know who's anybody been, like that. Who's Patrick. been in the market for a long time. So anyway. yeah, well, maybe you'll get that go for football job one of these days. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a name. It looks like RJ's the front runner, but we'll see. I'm not. <laughs> I haven't given up yet. Don't give up. Never right. give up. Patrick, all right. Patrick, good stuff. Appreciate it. We'll catch you again next Monday. All right. Take care. All right, sir. Let's end with the cooler bummer out of uh Lynx camp over the weekend. Renaya Davis, number nine overall pick in this year's draft out indefinitely with a stress fracture in her foot season starts and not too long. Stress fractures take a while to heal. You wonder how much of her rookie season she's going to be able to get in. So now bummer for them. I don't think she was going to play a ton necessarily this season because of all the depth they have, because, you know, frankly, they've, they've hit home runs the last two years in the draft had the rookies of the year with crystal Dangerfield last year and Nafisha Collier the year before that, a lot of other veteran depth signed in the off season. So not clear how much Renaya Davis was necessarily in their plans for 2021, but you know, you don't want to. First of all, you don't want to see anybody get hurt in any way. But second of all, you know it's a, it's a bummer to have a career derailed right off the bat like that. So hopefully she's able to come back relatively quickly, get on the court, and uh, you know maybe have you know not a completely lost rookie season. But that was news out of Lynx camp uh, over the weekend, and you know their their season starts in eleven days, I think. So uh, you know it, it's going to be um, a, a tough a, a tough and quick uh, you know. A quick turnaround time for her to try to get back onto the court. That'll do it for today. We'll have some Wolves talk on Tuesday with Chris Hine. Um, lots of good stuff to get to with that. His team, the team he covers, has uh, changed quite a bit since the last time we talked to him. Uh, start, starting to stack up a lot more victories. People also worried about the draft lottery odds. Not too much left in that season either, um, coming down the home stretch of that season. So we'll have a good discussion with Chris. Uh, good stuff coming up later in the week. We'll talk some wild. We'll talk some go for football. Um, we'll talk some twins later on this week. So plenty of good stuff to come on Daily Delivery as well. Thanks for listening so much. Glad to have you back on this Monday. Enjoy the day, and we'll catch you again on Tuesday.